All right, guys, and we're back from the break. Now, we're not doing an et cetera portion because this is the Knicks, Jets, et cetera podcast. Mm-hmm. As Claudio pointed out, our et cetera portion was talking about the Brooklyn Nets earlier. So <laughs> he forced me to talk about a team that I despise. And so thanks for that. Don't worry. That's the whole. Et oh, true. The MCU. Go. That's actually yeah. the happy place. That's the happy place. There we go. Now I'm back in my happy it was, place. It was et cetera, et cetera, Knicks, Jets today. There we go. There, there we go. <laughs> but. We got to get into our other beloved team because Claudio shares the love of the green and white with us, the New York Jets. So, Claudio, I want to, I want to get, I want to get a quick, like, take, or not a quick take, but quick understanding of how you became a Jets mm. fan. How, why I chose the Jets over the other team that, <laughs> yeah, so much more happiness in my life. Um, <laughs> so I'll say this, like, I think all of us have, like, a father, a grandfather, a, my Mets, fandom comes from my grandma right so it's somebody older that was a fan of the team um 99 was the first year i like discovered football existed and mm-hmm. my dad's like oh, i'm a jets fan but was never like a diehard football fan um and obviously that jets team made it to the the uh afc championship game with Keyshawn johnson and Vinny mm-hmm. testaverde i have a plaque over there on the wall <laughs> of that team and it was like, all right, I'm a Jets fan. Year 2000, Giants make the Super Bowl. Oh, I am a Giants fan. <laughs> and one of my radio influences when I decided to like pursue a career doing this is Joe Beningo. And part oh, of it is yes. that in 2002, when I really started watching football religiously, Chad Pennington and Lavernius Coles and Wayne Krebet and Santana yes. Moss and that team in 02 showed up. And I was like... I have no idea where to direct my excitement. The Jets are winning games unexpectedly, might win the division, and I have nobody to enjoy it with. So I, one night, just turned on my radio and listened to WFAN. It was like one in the morning, and Joe had this passionate yes. opening rant. And it's like, I have found my, my, uh, person to follow into this industry. And lo and behold, here we are more than almost 20 years later. And I'm stuck with the team that he, doesn't get to yell about anymore because he's retired. Um, but regardless, that season, the 02 season was when it was like, all right, I have chosen the Jets going forward. And I would be lying if I said I haven't regretted that decision at certain <laughs> points. But that, that's the year that my Jet fandom officially originated. So. This is the first year with Joe Beningo out, right? He was here last year. No? Uh, yes. Yeah, this is the first year. He I was, was there say, I literally was listening to him. Season. I literally, I remember listening yeah. last year. Like, oh my so, god, I'm so happy you're here. And then Ira from Staten Island would call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go, he's the, if you want to get technical about the fan, like the actual reason he retired is because Craig Carton got out of jail early because they were letting certain non-violent mm-hmm. uh, criminals out of jail sure. and because of COVID. <laughs> and then Craig Carton came out, did an HBO documentary, and then the Jets, uh, the WFAN was like, well, Joe's been looking to retire for years. Um, yeah. You know, he's not even doing shows in the studio. Now, this is all like hearsay. Like, I don't have... Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 since we're talking about it, I do love the John... Uh, John Jenstramski from Staten Island, his his little uh, pod. Oh, we'll give a shout out to him real quick. New York, New York, New York, New York. Yeah. So we we like what he's uh, what he's been bringing to the table. Yeah. Shout out to JJ. But yeah, uh, so that's that's how that's the where Joe Beningo is, and like he's wanted to retire for years. Mm. So good for him. Okay. Yeah, I used to listen. My dad would always uh, put on. Uh, was a Boomer and Carton. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. That's what I was, that's what I was listening to, uh, early mm. in the morning or not early, but in the morning going down to like, mm. we're doing our rounds and yeah. it was like, Oh, okay. Carton was, Oh, honestly, he, he's a radio shock jock. Like I don't, mm. I don't go to him for analysis. I go to him for entertainment. You know, yeah, the, why exactly. him doing afternoons is kind of like, I usually, usually you want hard hitting analysis for this, but apparently he shows doing well. So. It is what it is at this point. I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you and say that like I'm a diehard listener to the show. I have the Knicks Film School podcast. I have multiple (laughs) Knicks podcasts that I go to for my entertainment. But um, of course, not a shameless plug at all. Not at all. I will say, (laughs) as I mentioned in in part one, there is a a merch store open. Well, yeah, I was going to say the BS pod, but the merch store. If you'd like to check it out, it's available at <laughs> nextfilmschool.tpublic/merch. I don't even think that's the right URL. Just go to tpublic. Even with the mug, and you got the mugs yeah. all right behind you too. 
I believe <laughs> me, they're, the collection is growing, my friend. <laughs> that was classic. Question is, you could be drinking alcohol out of those uh, mugs, as that's everyone else Mac- is doing. That's a Macri move. That's why it's it's the Macri mug. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. you put alcohol in it, it becomes Whiskey and chicken cutlets. Yes. Whiskey if you know, chicken- you know. Happy birthday, John Mac. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, Claudio, since we are now in the Jets portion, mm-hmm. and Alex and I have already said our eulogy for Mr. Darnold. Mm-hmm. It is now your turn. And since we're, we're playing him this year, we must have, we will have closure mm-hmm. with Carolina at the end of this year. But as we sit here and as we're about to get into the draft, my first question, and everyone has to know, how are you feeling about the Darnold trade? How are you feeling about Mr. Sam? And most importantly, how has it changed over the years? Cause you know, I mean, you know about AG mm-hmm. and, uh, and GW. So mm-hmm. how, how, how is, how is that off it with Sam? And then how do you feel about, uh, how it kind of ended? So I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thrilled when the Jets drafted Sam Darnold. Cause like my old gig where I was working, the Giants had the two pick and I was, at the bar for a Giants watch party for mm. the Giant uh, podcast that they were doing. Yeah. And the guy that I was like, I was like one of those bar school interns that records the, the personality <laughs> on video with his phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just recording his reaction to the Saquon pick. And while he's like breaking down because he wanted a quarterback, I'm secretly like, oh my God, the Jets are going to get a quarterback. <laughs> um, and then I went and saw Infinity War. Throwback to, <laughs> to you. Um, I... I was so thrilled with Sam Darnold in the beginning. I thought he showed signs of brilliance. I thought he showed signs of of pinpoint accuracy and creativity on the run. I thought he never had protection and legitimate weapons here. I think he's going to succeed in Carolina. And I think there was a world where if the Jets hadn't hired AG, as you mentioned, yeah. Uh, he's probably still the quarterback and they make the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. The problem is they did hire AG. The mm-hmm. Adam Gase is, I, I, I said this, I mean, Alex, you know this from final score probably. Adam Gase is the worst coach I've ever rooted for <laughs> in all Dude. sports, across all sports. Yeah. I've never seen a guy <laughs> I, that if like a little wrinkle of the other team is like, goes wrong, where it's like, it's Our over. backup left guard is is off. Like, oh, sorry, we're going to lose today. I have no adjustment for this chicanery that you are trying to pull against me because I'm Adam Gase, an offensive genius, yet I scored the lowest amount of points in Jets history in a season. I, I'm sorry. They're, the, what they did to Darnold, because like that's the thing. He had a turnover problem in college, mm-hmm. which is why you needed a system that limited some of the reckless throws that were out there. Like, You need to protect him. You need to get him some weapons. And what did they give him? Le'Veon Bell, but never used him correctly? Like, like, like yes, uh, the, the receiver they got in the second round last year. I'm blanking Denzel on him. Denzel Mims. Denzel Mims. Like, he got hurt, so it was tough. But, like, you let Robbie Anderson walk, and Joe Douglas has said that's the mistake he made. I, like, Sam's, I think, going to succeed in Carolina, and you're going to see what him on a competent team looks like. But he regressed so much last season and looked terrified in the pocket. Never like had his first and second and third reads were all the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I think you just had to restart the clock. And it's why the trade I think was necessary. And we go into this season with, from what a lot of experts say, I go to Chris Sims on a lot of these things because he's been right more times than he's been wrong. Like he would take Zach Wilson over, over, uh, Trevor Lawrence. So. Whether that's crazy or not, I at least will take that as, all right, we're restarting with a quarterback that's highly touted. Sam gets to go someplace and also restart on the last year of his rookie, or I guess the last two years of his rookie deal. That, I would have loved for him to succeed here. I'll never say it was fully his fault, but it was a necessary move you had to make. Yeah, I mean, I Is this sacrilege? You guys, you guys eulogized him, but did you guys want him to get traded? No. No. Okay. No. This is, yeah. and this is where we like, this is where we differ. Where this is where I get upset because I'm, I, you, I know you like Darnold. I knew you were excited about Darnold. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you want him gone. I'm just, I so was, I didn't want, I, but it was never about him though. Is what I'm I know it was not it's about literally him. It's just the money. Like you can't have a quarter. Like he's a lame duck this season then if he's here. It's not, I think, and it's that's not where, you. It's me. 
<laughs> it's real. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. Really is that situation. But that's my thing is that I don't even think it would have necessarily been a true lame duck situation because I know it's, well, what do you do after this year? You could have tagged him. You could have done all these things. I still think there's something there that was untouched. And I, it, part of me is also too just, I'm still unsure who Zach Wilson is going to be. Like we, you know, we watch film, we listen to Chris Sims, we listen to all these guys, watch all these different programs, do the, do the review. And the thing about Zach, like, I'm not going to go off on exactly. I think Zach Wilson will be a fine to good quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know outside of that. They're making him seem like he's about to be this prodigy, which is just where I say, what's sort of the role? Prodigies, like, we don't know when a prodigy comes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. There's like very, very few, you know, they said that for, you know, Peyton Manning. They're saying that for Trevor Simeon. You're telling me there's two now, two <laughs> in one draft, but one and two, we're getting. Two prodigies. That is a lot out of a, 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 lot of a draft for me. So can I ask you, would you have been defiant about not trading Sam if they had gotten the one pick? No. I would, I would have been fine with uh, taking Trevor Lawrence. It's more of a Zach – because now you're – It's there's just a lot to it. And if you want the, the tinfoil cap for me, relation to JetBlue, <laughs> family just like very well off. You can market him like so well. I – it's just, it's all, it's a lot for me to take in that, mm-hmm. that came out of nowhere. BYU, not really a major conference we're talking about. He's played Houston. He played all these other type of schools. Just the offensive line was just giving him an eternity to throw a football. Like when you watch and then like the, the precision, the throwing, all that stuff legit. We didn't, we don't have an O line yet and just the O yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna DJ Khaled you right now. <laughs> I was waiting to. Can we wait and see? <laughs> like, I like who we chose. I like Elijah Vera Tucker. I like Mackay Beckton. There's a remainder of the line. Font is okay. We keep saying this. Font is okay. Mm-hmm. McGovern, meh. All I, right. I, I thought he he suffered from. Yes. I mean, the Jets guard, the guard still, play. Yeah, the their guard interior play. play was was terrible. So, and Beckton looked great, but they needed a guard, which is why, like, not to get ahead of ourselves and and jump ahead. Like, oh. you want to talk about the draft? I've been oh. seeing it for years. Like the the order to do it is work your way from the the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. out. Don't oh yeah, go reaching for a running back or a corner or like I love Speaking Jamal Adams, language. but it's like if he's your most effective player. Your front seven's getting burned. So it's like, as a result, you need to work from the line of scrimmage back. And the Jets went quarterback, guard, receiver, running back. The, this might be my favorite <laughs> Jets draft of all time with it's how they did it, you know? It's up there. No, and like, I, I get moving on from Darnold. I get Zach. This is not me hating Zach Wilson. This is me mm-hmm. being skeptical about Zach Wilson. What is he going to be? Right. Because we still don't even know what Sam Darnold can be. And I'll tell you, like, when it comes to like Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, I've seen it. I'm just like, can we please? Those are quarterbacks where I'm just like, I don't need to say anymore. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough. Sam Darnold is the, the, the one where it's like, I actually don't know. It's like that. It's like that girl that got away. You're like, girl next door. I don't know. I can only just fantasize of what could have been at this point. <laughs> well, so, to your, to your side of things, the fear I have is the Adam Gase factor. Everybody that leaves Adam Gase. I hate that man with a passion. Look at, I mean, even look at, uh, uh, Leo Williams. Like Tannehill is obviously the biggest, uh, example of yeah. it, but everybody that leaves Adam Gase goes somebody else and is more successful and has nothing good to say about their time <laughs> that, with Adam Gase. So yeah. uh, that would he, be my he even, made, he even made Quincy Inunua curse him out. Quincy Inunua. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> the you? nicest guy. Right. Yeah. So as a result, I, that would be my fear. It's like we could have had the next chapter of post-Adam Gase. I will say the system that that that's uh, Rob Sala and uh, LaFleur are going to run this year is very I'm similar so to what Wilson ran. In. Like they were showing the comps of Garoppolo mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers throws. Even not just like that Wilson is those guys, but can he make those throws like on those play calls? Mm-hmm. They're similar to what he ran in, in college. So as a result, I'm actually really confident that they will simplify this offense. And like, look, again, I, I liked Sam. I thought there was a, a path for him to be successful. The, Limited turnovers that Zach Wilson had, that's the biggest thing I like to look at for a young quarterback. It's how often do you give the other team the ball? And this guy had 
four interceptions his senior season. Yes, I get it. It was a COVID-shortened season. That was really weird. He didn't really play anybody. Four turnovers is four turnovers. Sam had a turnover problem. We don't have to have that worry about about Zach going into into the NFL. So yeah, that's yeah, why and, I'm a little more know. confident on him. And I'll be honest, like I was Justin, a Justin Fields guy. Now, I didn't think there was a wrong answer, but if you asked me, I would have wanted Fields over Wilson. I just, again, I think this is a case where there were like three really good quarterbacks in this draft and the Jets got one of them. I agree. I think, like I said, I don't, I'm not against Wilson. I just, mm-hmm. the hype, when there's just too much hype, it's just, there's so yeah, much yeah. that could just fall, like yeah. straight on. <laughs> we've been there. Mm-hmm. As Jets fans, PTSD. we've been there. We are rightfully earned the, the PTSD and the trust issues as Jets fans, as Knicks fans, and in my case, as a Mets fan, that uh, I will believe, I will believe you when you prove it. You know. Yeah. So I, absolutely, and and I, I don't. You guys are you guys are you guys are kind of not thinking about the fact that we also could have got Matt Rule. So it's not not just Robbie Anderson. So we I feel like we have Bizarro World Jets over out in Carolina. <laughs> so the Carolina the the Panthers are what the Jets could have been. Well, yeah. say, like my first choice for for head coach wasn't solid. It was Joe Brady. I wanted Brady's that nice. I wanted I like that brain, which is that's the other part about Sam that I think is going to be brilliant. He's going to I think the next great offensive head yeah. coach. That's I mean, look, the moment the, the Bengals start like 0 and 4 or 2 and 5, the Joe Brady to Cincinnati conference yeah, start because his whole start. LS, his whole LSU offense is like waiting for him right there. Um, oh, so I, I think that's also going to help Sam. Um, look, the, the Matt Rule thing, I'm not like, I, I was actually kind of skeptical about hiring Rule, but I think the, the overall the overarching thing about that was, Anybody, whatever side you were, like whatever head coach you wanted, the combination that I saw, the collective opinion of everybody, was not Adam Gase. That was the everybody's <laughs> opinion. Manning. Like, Manning. Right? It's like he's the one person that was like, you should hire Adam Gase, and Chris yep. Johnson was like, well, if Peyton Manning said it, we're yeah. gonna ignore everybody. I really, else. I keep saying this. I really need to know what Adam Gase has on <laughs> Peyton Manning that he yep. keeps getting that like gold stamp steroids. of approval. It's, he knows about I, the steroids, Alex. Adam Gates about the steroids. That theory is as good as any. <laughs> Has nothing, to be. nothing else makes sense. That he, I'm, I'm man, the worst coach. Because I was confused why a guy that went 11 and five, nine and seven, nine and seven, got fired. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy, like Miami's been good. How is he getting fired? And every Dolphins fan is like, you will hate Adam Gates. Even the reporters, weekend. reporters yeah, like if working you with him, working covering him. Yeah, everyone hated Adam Gates, and it. People talk about Fizdale being bad, and it's mm. funny. Like if you're if you're a Knicks fan, you're a Giants fan, you're, or you just root for another team, and you don't even you're like Fizdale was the worst. If you're a Jets fan, you're like, hold on there, Sonny, <laughs> hold on there, madam. Let's <laughs> sit down for a second, talk <laughs> about what a real bad coach is. All right, <laughs> let's sit down and really talk about this. And Alex, <laughs> you brought it up, man, and you, I mean we're about to get into it because I there are so many comparisons between. What's going on with the Jets organization and what has been going on with the Knicks organization? And it starts from the top. And we finally have a general manager who's doing work, man. And, and, and you can kind of seeing, you can see these deals from afar, from up close, and you can see the, the magic in them. And I know people get mad because we haven't had the wins and Joe Douglas is getting praised. But let's just, let, let's talk some facts because we are all emotional off Sam Darnold, whether you're, you're happy with him in the beginning, as most of us were, whether you're happy that they got rid of him, as most people are, or a little skittish, you know, as Alex and I are. But what you can be too skittish on is what they got back for draft capital. So Claudio mentioned it first. We had the Jamal Adams trade, which was the big blockbuster this year where everything blew up. We got McDougald, who cares, right? Backup safety barely played this year. Sounds good. We got the two first-round picks and the third. What we got, we got rid of Adams and we lost a fourth-round pick. So keep that fourth-round pick in mind because when we traded Sam Darnold, we got a, we traded a second, a fourth, and a sixth. And we all know, we all like to talk about how Joe Douglas is 
trying to take over the world with six-round picks. We have concocted a theory that he refuses to have seventh-round picks so he could start his interview in the seventh round, which he did this year, <laughs> and then start his undrafted free agents right away. I have, I have, that's my big tip for how that. But anyway, you got to give him props for being able to deal that Sam Darnold pick, that fourth pick for the Elijah Tucker deal. So we have talked about the quarterback position until our brains are going to explode, right? We have to just see what Zach Wilson brings. I'm not going to slander Claudio about his Justin Fields pick. We're just going to see what happens on the field. And Ricey. Ricey, sorry, Justin Fields is not going to make it, bro. He's from Ohio State. Anyway, so... <laughs> Sheesh. Judge <laughs> fired. More power to you. I got no college allegiances. So that's no, no, me neither. I just... I, I just, oh, okay, okay. I just... Alabama quarterbacks and Ohio State quarterbacks, just no thank you. There's not a great track record. I'm, I'm, I'm almost ready. I'm almost ready to throw USC, Claudio. I'm almost ready to throw well, USC. We'll see what Tampa comes. Yeah, yeah almost you know? ready. So the first big trade that we made in this draft, and what Alex should be way more excited about, is that Elijah Vera Tucker trade. Mm-hmm. That first, I love the trade. The first and fourth rounder that we, that we got we got basically for free for Sam Darnold. Thank you, Sam. We traded up and we got our guy. We got the best guard in the draft. We got, I think, the highest rated guard since Quentin Nelson mm-hmm. uh, from PFF uh, coming out of the draft. We got the guy who knows how to play the wide zone, and we filled the biggest hole in our from from the from. You know, silly little fans like us watching the game, we can obviously tell what's going on that we have no interior play, but also mm-hmm. obviously from the experts. So, what do you guys think about, you know, that trade? And I know we're going to say a lot of Tucker is going to be good, but what do you really, what do you think this says about the Jets, the coaches, the system, the general manager? For me, it really screams Knicks. It really screams <laughs> that. That they're, they're putting Tibbs players around Tibbs. We're putting, you know, so, uh, LaFleur glide, LaFleur guys for LaFleur, and we're going to get defensive guys for Salah, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, let's start off with this. Joe Douglas likes his six round picks as Leon Rose and company like their second round picks. So exactly. Yeah. So we all know that it's all moving in the right direction, but I do like the move up for, uh, Vera, Vera Tucker. Tucker. Yeah. yeah, Vera Tucker. What I like about him is like he's a mobile guard. We need someone who's going to be move, able to move just like doing pulls either left or right and can lead for your, like your running back or just lead for the quarterback and just get you that protection that you need. We need that. I like it. I like, I like everything about it. The way that Joe Douglas has been wheeling and dealing is just very encouraging. He, he preaches. The one thing that we could I, I like is that someone has a vision and they're actually trying to execute on their vision. He says he wants to build through the draft. He's legitimately trying to build through the draft. This is nothing of we're gonna speak out, you know, one thing over here and do something totally different over here. Okay. We have Adam Gay saying he's wants to make a good offense, not making a good offense. We have mm-hmm. like with the Knicks, like whether it was with Steve Mills and Scott Perry that we're trying to, you know. Bring back the '90s Knicks, but yet you're hire, you're getting all these other guys who are on one-year deals. You're not really thinking of like a modern game. You're just getting guys. Like there's no thought or strategy to like actual execution. You know, you're just you're just kind of going through the motions to some some degree. So I like what Joe Douglas has done. I like that he's being able to wheel and deal. I like what he got for Darnold. I like what he got for Adams, and just overall, like this draft. Like I kind of agree with Andrew. Like this is. A really good draft, though, like how he executed, just mm-hmm. from so, so, start so to care, finish. Do you care that he got rid of the? And I, I, it wasn't really clear. Explain, but do you care that he got rid of the two third round picks and he kind of traded no. out of there for no. for, for Vera Tucker, even though he got that fourth round no. pick back? Not, Not at, all. at all. When they struck out in free agency on on Thune, I was like, you need to go get like the interior help was what they needed. And when he traded up, I was like, oh, this is the they're filling a hole. They're they're quite literally filling a gap in this <laughs> offensive line. Literally. And I, I, it's what I've been screaming. Because, like, the most successful version of the Jets is that 90, is that 2009, 2010, 2011 stretch where 
Like, if Brett Favre didn't decide that I don't want to run the same offense that we were succeeding with to get to 8-3 and three down the stretch, the Jets might have been Super Bowl contenders. And then Mark Sanchez played in back-to-back AFC championship games because they went out and put an offensive line. They used two first-round picks on DeBrickshaw Ferguson and Nick Mangle. Then they added Alan Fanica. And next thing you know, this is a team with an, an elite offensive line that anybody can play behind. And I think they're actually starting to build that. The thing I've loved about Douglas and the example I keep going back to on the way to build a team is that Eagles team that he put together. Look what the Eagles have been since he left. Mm -hmm. The Eagles made a team so successful that was built on a foundation at the the offensive line that Nick Foles won Super Bowl MVP. Mm -hmm. So as a result, I trust that guy (laughs) to build successfully on this team. And it's why, like, look, you get a bump when you get rid of a bad head coach, the Freddie Kitchens to Stefanski bump mm-hmm. that the Browns got. I think the, the Jets are about to get that pump, that bump going from, again, the worst head coach I've ever had to root <laughs> yeah. for in any sport to now Rob Sala, who may be a defensive guy, but then adding LaFleur in his offense and they're going to play a last play schedule, and they get an extra game to potentially win. Like I'm all, versus the Eagles. I'm strangely excited about this Jets season, yeah. which is not a feeling I had at all last year. <laughs> yeah. It took three minutes. They were out 21 nothing against the Bills. It's like, oh, they're going 0-16 this year. <laughs> and I was yeah. almost right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I had some hope left until the Broncos week four. You had but hope up until the Broncos game? Did. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. I kept going until the Broncos. Because if we, if yeah, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, they were third and <laughs> yeah. thirty-eight, and an option play leads to a first down against the Niners week two, and you were still like, "We'll get them next week." Well, because we had no chance against the Forty ers at, at any point, like before uh, the game, after the game, during the game. Like, yeah, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, halftime. I was like, "We have no chance." We injured the whole that team. That was the extent I went. We, we have no chance. We had, <laughs> we had a, what do we have? We had a way too early prediction. Uh I chose seven and nine. John went nine and seven. I was like, I I chose a losing record just because Adam Gase. I had mm. no idea it was going to be that bad of a losing. So I'll record. be I'll be honest. I picked five and eleven. I thought like regression that they overachieved to go to seven and nine. But I thought, and here's where I'll get back on your guys' good side. I thought Sam would squeak five wins out of this season, and he regressed. Like the reality he is, he regressed. He did, he did. and then. You know, you get to the end of the year where they accidentally win two games because the I don't Rams think it was an accident. Well, I think, like, I think the, Rams... the coaches, I really think the coaches are sabotaging the Jets. The oh. Gase and Greg Williams. <laughs> I legit do think that. I legit okay. think that they were like, no, Greg... we're trying to win. We don't care. Like, I legit, I legit think that. Oh my God. Because first of all, Gase is calling <laughs> McVeigh the night before. Who's calling Adam Gase mm. on the phone? Nobody on earth wants to talk to Adam Gase on the phone. Something's up. <laughs> Right, and then we got Greg Williams. Like, come on! Like, I mean, the man, the man left the hospital when his child was born to go coach football. Mm. Something's wrong with him. Like, something's wrong with him. And yet, (laughs) he's like the reason they lost that jailbreak blitz against the uh, the the Raiders. Like, tough, tough out here. You ever thought like he should have got a statue if they got the one pick? Okay, (laughs) you're right. Oh my god! I I also think another team that like you like Claudia, you brought it up. They kind of, this team kind of gives me 2019 Dolphins vibes. When Flores walked in and they were like 0-5 to start. And then they, oh, yeah. They were, they were pretty gritty after that. I, I really like that Dolphins team, honestly. And I hope we don't start 0-5. I think we're going to start off better than that, especially because week one, hint, hint, it might be versus uh, Jacksonville and uh, mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. Um, oh, <laughs> there's, there's a coming back as a tight end. Yeah. Man <laughs> said he would not change his position. <laughs> and now he's come back. Dude, I just hate Urban Meyer. That's what this is all about. Yeah, I just hate I'm, Urban I'm, Meyer so much. I'm right there with you. And I, I have some Tebow thoughts that are not – I mean, they're popular. Not good. Well, the Mets fan. Well, well, I didn't even factor in the fact that he actually <laughs> is coming from two of my former teams. Um, <laughs> oh, no, he's yeah. like, hey, Claudio, want to see me even more? Yeah. He's going to be on the Knicks in my, Well, so, like, I also went to an extremely religious college that – Lo- like worship the ground he walked on and mm. told me he was great and it's like no i watch football <laughs> yeah, but he sucks. kept winning so i couldn't re- all right well scoreboard you know um there's also i mean i, I don't want to have some of direction. that I have, I have some i have some of that in my life too i i i uh 
like I coach high school and like college, like CYO, but everything's like around the church, all Christian. Mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. you know, everybody around me is pretty religious based. Uh, when it comes to Staten Island, so everyone was all on the Tim Tebow mm-hmm. train as well. So I was the having Tebow a tough time. time. Yeah. I was having a tough time, and they would give me all these analogies. Like, oh my goodness, he scored with three minutes and sixteen seconds left on yeah. the clock. The dude I'm literally like, oh threw my god, sixteen yards me. in a playoff game. It's like, like all right, listen, believe in God or not, something's <laughs> yeah. happening right now. Yeah, yeah. There was, was too much. Is... There was just too much that okay. season. The fact that even the Jets lost to the <sighs> bro, the Jets lost, and the. The, the Broncos had like four first downs before that last play, that uh, last drive where he all of a sudden turned into Joe Montana. He won a yep. game against the Chiefs completing two passes. He won three games without completing a pass in the first half. Guy threw this four is, this is what once the- that season, and it was the playoffs against the number one defense. This is what irritates me the most about all of Tim Tebow, is that mm-hmm. this man would just sh- magically show up in the fourth quarter. I'm like, who are you? How, mm-hmm. how, how is it in practice that you can't even throw a football? You can't throw a football for three quarters, but now the fourth quarter comes and just the, you're the most precise person mm-hmm. on this planet. And I honestly, there were so many other factors that worked into it too. Like, like Matt Prater didn't miss a kick for 11. Oh. The defense had like four pick sixes and defensive touchdowns. They were making sure that we're just going to keep the game somewhat close, and then he's going to all of a sudden turn into something good in the last seven minutes. We just got to make sure it's close until we get to that point. And people forget they ended that season on a three-game losing streak because bad Tim Tebow showed up. And if Hugh Jackson, who was the coach of the Raiders (laughs) at that point, beat a Chargers team that had nothing to play for in the last game of the season, Tebow misses the playoffs, and the Raiders are playing the Steelers. But no, God had a plan, and it was for Tim Tebow to make the playoffs <laughs> and beat the Steelers and annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> Only thing I was going to say is there's a Kaepernick conversation when it comes to Tim Tebow getting a job at 33 years old that people could have if they end. wanted to. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, it's, it's been years. We should tough. give up the Kaepernick conversation. Oh, it's just huh. weird. apparently it's so how stupid. long you've been gone doesn't matter. And yeah. it actually has nothing to do with how long he's been away from the game. Anyway, nope. yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I guess the Tim Tebow part Tim adds Tebow to the et cetera. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. And we're, this, this whole episode's off the rails, so that's yeah. not a problem. That's not a problem. We, uh, I'm, I'm personally enjoying it. Good, me too. But so um, <laughs> but the uh, the Elijah Moore pick was one of the most intriguing picks for the Jets. Everybody had all these crazy thoughts, whether it was the analysts, the fans going in. To the second round, what are we going to do? Should we draft a linebacker? Right, we had um, JOK sitting there from uh, Notre Dame. There's a bunch of other running backs sitting there. Everybody had an idea. Nobody was talking about Elijah Moore, and it's so funny because pre-draft everybody's talking about Elijah Moore, like as one of the top receivers. And then when you talk to the Jets. Staff after we listen to their post game conference, we listen to all the literature that's come out after. All they were thinking about was Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. And one thing Alex and I have been talking about all, I guess, really since the beginning of this pod last year was Joe Douglas has a philosophy and you can kind of follow it. You kind of know what he's doing. And sometimes, you know, we can't find what he's looking for, right? But when, when, when it pops up, it's so obvious as to why Elijah Moore is now a Jet. He Not only did he... I mean, his numbers are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 10.75 catches per game, the fourth best among all qualifying receivers, and that includes Devontae Adams. And then he was obviously leading the league in uh, yards over this... Uh, yards per game over this year. But it wasn't just this year. It was the best in college over the last dozen years, except for Justin Blackman, who... Honestly, was a beast, except for he couldn't stay out of prison. So it's, 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 it's tough to play football during those times. Yes, it is, difficult. That, it is difficult to play football if you're in prison. <laughs> pretty yes. good, pretty good at football. Otherwise, <laughs> like Elijah Moore's numbers comparing to those guys drives me nuts, man. I can't believe that Elijah Moore is a jet. I'm terrified of his, his stature. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I understand that Joe Douglas and Salah do not care about player stature, as they proved over and over. 
But that's the one, one, one thing that scares me, along with the fact that he's going to be a slot receiver. And generally speaking, if a receiver is coming out only to be a slot receiver, he's already limited. It's scary. But he just doesn't, he just doesn't fit into that mold with me. What do you guys think about Moore? And I don't think he's going to, it means that Crowder is out either. I know that's been a huge topic of emphasis. I honestly think it means that Elijah Moore is going to learn how to play football. Or how to watch tape from <laughs> from Crowder. That's what I really think. Because Ole Miss is, you know, Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the pick, to be perfectly honest. I think the fact that you have Mims here, you have Davis here, you have Crowder here, and now Moore doesn't have to come in here and be, like, your immediate number one or number two. Um, and look, like, Devontae Adams is great. And not to, like, call him a system receiver, but the plays that they run in... Um, the plays that they run in Green Bay, like, are specifically prone to that type of receiver succeeding. I look more to the example of how, like, literally San Francisco, it's a plug in place. Like, we will scheme you open, which then plays to Elijah Moore's strengths. So I, I personally love it. Um, and uh, again, the fact that it's, it's a second rounder that they used on and it wasn't like we're going to reach for one of these receivers with statistics, like historically reaching for a receiver never leads to winning. It just leads to winning fantasy football. Um, I, I, I love the pick personally. Yeah. I, I like the pick. I'm with you, Claudio. I like the pick. I like the wide receiver pick. We need to get weapons for our guys, running backs. And this is my thing. You know, I like MC. I, I like the pick. I should say, I, I think he'll do well in the NFL. Kind of speaks to like, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Michael Carter do you like? <laughs> that is my favorite story from the draft. The Jets have two guys who went to Duke and UNC named Michael Carter. And but the Michael fact Carter that he ran him over. Yeah, I, I love it. I love every part of this. It's my. You got MC and you got MC squared. Yes, there you go. I go um, MC Duke, MC UNC. That's how I'm going <laughs> to separate. Them. But I like Michael Carter. I guess a pick, but Elijah Moore, I like the pick because the game is a passing game. You know, mm-hmm. running backs are, you, you work on the line, as you pointed out, line is just so important that it's just, <laughs> it should be criminal that we had McCagney <laughs> who just neglected it for so long. Yep. Um, should be a war crime, honestly. I'm but, with you. Indict Mike McCagney. Start the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really hope but, Tim Clark fits that right guard. Me too. That, 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 I hope, I hope that, yeah. but Elijah Moore, like I'm fine. Just like adding wide receiver, adding depth. Like we need wide receiver depth. Not Jameson Crowder is not going to be the guy in the slot for the rest of the time. We need to replace him, get a young guy who can build that repertoire. Like we've seen him with like, even with the guy who was in New England, who went down to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady with, uh, Julian Edelman. You saw that repertoire they had together, just someone who you know who's going to be on the short routes, intermediate routes, that you can just rely to create that separation. I like it. You watch Elijah Moore's tape, and you crazy. see that his footwork, his route running is just that crazy. He's not even necessarily the fastest guy on the field, but he, his footwork is just so, like, it's so technical that he can just, he just knows how to get you off balance and create that separation, which I love. That is doing that, being that technical is legit talks about how how meticulous you are in your craft and i'll take that every day of the week in a wide receiver so i'm 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 excited for it hell yeah same just just give it to me went to the Um, perfect scheme too you know that's what i'm saying that's what i love that's what i love if he's gonna be our debo samuel i'm sorry to say yeah he just is we i i i thought we were gonna get tony because I thought he was going to be our Kendrick Bourne, but for some somehow we found Debo Samuel. Uh, that's really what I'm going with here. I agree. Oh, yeah, I, I I said at the top, guys, this is my favorite draft the Jets have had, maybe ever. And so who's your who's who's your favorite who's your who's your uh, who's your favorite I guess choice out of the draft slot or oh very, like this year? Like, yeah, is, my favorite is Tucker. Fair Tucker. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. They needed interior line help. They, yeah significantly because i think mcgovern will be better i think becton like they've now created i think an impenetrable left side which will now create a running game like, to the left. I, like all and to, so and the cool thing about watching michael carter is that all he does is run to the left yeah i know I like know. if you want to you want to play him like a little uh if you want to reverse it at times you can like like mm-hmm. i just the jets did everything <laughs> wrong like they, they did nothing right last year they didn't run yeah. the wall well didn't protect well they didn't pass the ball well they didn't defend well they did nothing right like okay 
Okay, Becton protected a little well, and Quinn, Quinn Williams did create some pressure toward the end of the season. But like overall, like they just weren't good at anything. <laughs> yeah, at anything. You know? yeah. So now I think they're working on significant things that when you get good at them, they lead to winning, which for me is what I was looking for out of this draft. And it's it's why yeah. like you add in the the no more Adam Gase bump that they're gonna get. You want to talk <laughs> about predictions? I you, you can talk to listen. I just predicted that the Knicks are gonna beat the Heat. I might also I predict the Jets go ten and seven next year. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my. Oh. God, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna end on that, but okay. yeah, we're gonna we're, we'll, we'll end on the crazy prediction so we can okay. we can hold you accountable I'll just like it. we okay. held our, uh, ourselves okay. accountable this year. But just to throw that out there, it's not just about running to the left for Michael Carter. He also mm. had a sixty three percent win rate against linebackers and safeties this year with five receptions and a touchdown. Absolute killer. My favorite part about the Jets draft was how after they got I, what I would say was the four. Offensive players that they've been staring at for a while, they just went hardcore (laughs) defense and not just hardcore defense, hardcore coverage linebackers because they're literally, I can't stop talking about it. I I, I think I dream about it at this point that we gave up the, we're the worst team against tight ends, giving up plus a thousand yards. It was like around 14 touchdowns. And now we have the insane double headed monster. That that Darren Waller game just. <laughs> Everything is crazy. So for me, that's my that's what I'm really excited about. Jamie and Sherwood. I'm I'm also excited about Hamza. He's been getting really cool mm-hmm. accolades. I'll believe it when I see it. With Michael Carter and with Brandon Eccles, I, I like them. I like the personality. I'm excited. Jonathan Marshall on the line sounds good. He was like 170 on the big board, so I don't know how the hell we got him in the sixth round. So all that stuff is cool. Um, but for me, what really excites me is, is the Salah guys, right? Cause like nobody cares about them right now, but like if they start doing well, those are the guys we're going to hear about. Maybe the new KJ Wright, somebody like that who just comes out of nowhere and, uh, really wraps it up f- for the Jets on the defense. Cause that's really, that's where our biggest struggle is for the undrafted free agents. Everybody's kind of out there. I do like Tristan Hodge. The BYU tackle. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. I know the old Miss tight end. We finally have a kicker from SMU. That should be fun. But before we get into your way too early predictions, okay. do you have any final thoughts on uh, the Jets NFL draft? Well, to your point about them going heavy defense after they drafted Carter, um, the thing I keep going back to with when the Jets have been the most successful is it wasn't just, like I said, like heavy offensive line, right? It's also like so much depth on defense. Those Rex Ryan guys, the, the, when he would blitz eight and it's like, Oh, James Hedebo <laughs> just got a sack and he's like the fourth safety or fourth, uh, defensive back. He's playing on, special on teams. The right. Or, like a, a guy that like that's. Or you have that, like Mike DeVito. Yeah. Like the, when I used to play in Madden, I'm either in the dime or the nickel and it's like, Oh, this guy's Dwight Lowry's leading the team. In, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. in Buster um, screen. Yeah, like all okay. <laughs> okay, maybe not Buster Screen. Regardless, I like the fact that they. I like the fact that they lean heavy depth in in this, and you know, they don't. You don't have to necessarily nail a starter in this because there's. I mean, like the the Lawson pick. Uh, the Lawson oh, yeah. signing is huge for them this season. I think a lot of defense. The Hardy guys, signing was big too in the special right, teams. Yeah. Like you just. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about C.J. Mosley, but I still see him on the Jets' depth chart. So if he plays, Alex hates him. Alex hates C.J. I just would like to see what it looks like when he plays. I just (laughs) want the dude to actually play. Like he comes in year one, gets hurt, and he's like, "Yo, COVID." Uh, I get it. Not, I'm not like knocking him for that, but like, I'm not knocking for not playing. I'm just like saying, like two two years now, it's just like, all right, like I get why you're leaving, but it's like, damn, two years now, we don't even see what you do on the field. Yeah. Remember I mean, I was about to be. The Jets, do you guys uh, remember the, that? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was. I, I was going to be pissed when there was that fake Alabama, like him and Alabama parting video that like got like. Oh, I missed that. I didn't see that. There was like a whole thing, like, oh my god, C.J. Mosley's back in Alabama parting, and then it was a video from a year ago, and people just oh, want okay. to cause controversy for no reason. Yeah. So like, I don't. It's just annoying that we haven't got to see him. See him on the field. Like, I have nothing. Like, you want? All right, fine. 
I'm with you. I would just like to see what it looks like when he plays. It's as a Mets fan, like I went through a whole year of like, <laughs> yo, when is Cespedes is coming back? Wait for oh, Jed Lowry no. to hit the field. And now here we are. It's like, all right, well, what what did that get me to? I would like to see what a Jets God. team with because like hope. we had that one first half against the Bills where it's like <laughs> it was we a have fun us. first half. Like, Avery Williamson. LT is here. <laughs> it's like, nope. CJ Mosey will play one half. The Bills will have do whatever they want. The quarterback will go down, and you will see just how bad your head coach is. <laughs> Dude, that Avery you know worse? torn ACL hurt. I, mm, I, that hurt my soul yeah. so you know, much. You, yeah. you, you want to know what's worse, Claudio? So we, I started a new tr- tradition with my boys where we go to watch a Jets game in a different state uh, every year. Okay. So like, we, we went to Tennessee uh, a few years ago when we got Darnold. Yeah, after that. Tennessee. Oh, they, oh, they blew that game. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, Todd Bowles. Yes. Oh, oh we no. were up. We were yeah, up the entire up by time. a lot. And then Mark. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. Do you know how, do you know, you know what's worse? <laughs> what? It's one thing to go against like rowdy fans. It's another thing to be against polite fans. <laughs> like people the who South. just like give you a hand, like good game. I'm just like, Oh God. Yeah. Then, 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 then they just feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. No, like it, is, it was like they just felt sorry for us. Like, oh, you guys almost had them, it. I was I'd like, rather them give me, I'd rather them heckle me for mm-hmm. sure. That's, and then that's I went every to, Mets game I've been to in Miami. Because <laughs> oh, they're like, I'm like, take that. The Mets won. It's like, we live on the beach. <laughs> yeah, also, you're the Mets. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> Go like, back to right. New York. Enjoy putting a coat on, you know? <laughs> the, the worst one was the, the year bef- afterwards. So we went to Philadelphia. Oh, that was a rough one. Okay. Yeah. You know what's worse? That was a rough that, one. That trip, and I have to say it, and I say it to John, I'm like, John hears it all the time. So we're trying to get, uh, we're trying to get breakfast before the game that day. And we meet this couple who is staying at the same hotel, the Westin in Philadelphia, where the Jets were staying that day. And they're in there. They see, they're like, oh, they're all football players. They got the Jets scary. They saw mm-hmm. Bell. They saw, you know, what was it? Uh, who, who else was on the, they saw Robbie Anderson. They saw everybody on that team. So, uh, and, and they get into the elevator, right? Guys got wearing Jets gear in his khakis. Just looks like they legit say this guy looks like he's like on the medical staff. He looks like an athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. So they ask him, Oh, so you're with the Jets. They're like, yeah, he, yeah, I'm with the Jets. They're like, what do you do? Are you part of like the medical staff? Are you, you know, do you do this? Mm-hmm. Do you do X, Y, and Z? And he gives a big sigh and he's like, I'm the quarterback. And it's like, Oh. <laughs> they just didn't know it was, uh, who, who was it at the time? It was, uh, Falk, right? Yeah, was it? Luke Falk yeah. or whatever his name was. Yeah, I was yeah. like, so there's like, oh, it was Luke Falk. And I'll tell you, he doesn't look athletic whatsoever. Yeah. And I was like, thanks. That, that's just why I need to hear, uh, going to game day. It's why when you said the, the extra game the Jets play is against the Eagles, like, I think every Jets fan knows we've never beaten the Eagles. Nope. So Eagles. Yep, that'll be one of the seven. That's okay. But it's at least at home. Yeah. Which, I mean, has mattered nothing in the last couple of years. <laughs> but yeah, it's at least I it's know, at home. Right? I know, I know. Nothing. I think we're going to open at home, too. Bring it on. Bring on Tim Tebow. Welcome so what's home. Your, what's your record, Claudia? So we got 17 games this year. Mm-hmm. We got the way too early predictions because the schedule is coming out the day of this podcast. So, so they, play, they play the AFC who? They play the North this year, right? The Steelers division? I think it's the no. We got so we got Carolina's division. So that's the NFC South. With we've got Tampa Bay at home. Tom Brady. Oh, welcome home, Tom. Brady. Yeah, I, I, that that's a, that's a, that's a must. That's okay. a must game. And then we got uh, the New Orleans division. New Orleans. That's the same division. The same division. Okay, yeah, right. New. Okay, that's so right. The and we NFC, got Tennessee. The, the AFC. They played the South last year. Yes. The, the, yes. A, the, the AFC. Played no, we got the, the South this year. Houston and Indy, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so knowing that, so they play the Colts, they play the Jags, they play Houston. Jeez, that's a. Here, I'll make it easier for you. Okay. Away teams, we got Houston, Indy, Denver, Atlanta, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Home, we got opening up with Jacksonville. Then we got Tennessee, New Orleans, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow. Philly. 11 and 6. 
11 and 6. I'm telling you, man. What did you take before before this podcast? (laughs) Red Bull. That's it. (laughs) I'm telling you, that boost of not Adam Gase is a thing. You've seen it throughout all these these smarter head coaches that come in and teams then take a jump. Why can't that be the Jets? They're playing a last place schedule next year. Okay, hold on, hold on. Because now now I'm curious. What are we going to do with Buffalo? Split? Yeah, I'm not okay. afraid of the Bills. What about Miami? That's also part of it. I, what about again, Miami? Split. Okay, what about the Pats? Take both. I'm not afraid of them Uh-oh. anymore. What? Okay. Yo, Claudio's. We are so. We okay. Yeah, we're going to. We're, we're hanging out with Claudio at Woodstock. <laughs> can we we're, just? We're, can we just look at what? Like, yes, Belichick will figure out a way to get eight wins, nine wins out of anybody. All right, would have went eight and eight with the Jets last year, right? But, like, the Jets should have won on Monday Night Football with Joe Flacco yeah. as quarterback. Let's You're not right. pretend that the Jets couldn't have won both of those games against the Patriots last year. And now that, yes, the Patriots signed every tight end this offseason, <laughs> but they're either startering, they're startering, they're either starting Cam Newton, who, God bless him, I think he's underrated for his career, I, arguably the worst quarterback in the league last season, or, as we mentioned earlier, an Alabama quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid of That's the Patriots fun. anymore. Okay, okay. The Tom Brady, Tampa's a loss. They will lose that game to the Patriots. I'm definitely afraid of, uh, to the, the, the Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm afraid of Tom Brady. I'm, okay, I'm not, the Colts. I'm not getting that crazy. Colts is a loss. No, they will beat the Colts. In Indy? I'm not afraid of Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm afraid of Carson Wentz. That's my I, I was afraid of Carson Wentz team. three years ago when he had Joe Douglas roster building around. Well, he's got, he's got Frank Reich. Oh come on! The the Colts have a have a roster. They do. They also have. They Fisher also still don't have a quarterback. All right. Okay. I disagree with you there. Uh, at Denver, we're gonna hey. go to the we're gonna go to the Mile High. Oh, yes. Claudio is spicy, bro. Yeah. This they should have beat Denver on Thursday night, on Thursday night football last year. And then this pot spicy. So we're, we're I'm okay, not afraid so. of Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, it's not gonna be Teddy. I'm not I afraid think, of their backup either. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Alex's boy Drew Locke. So, what about, <laughs> what about Carolina? I think they'll lose that. Sam Darnold. I, I think Carolina's going to be really good next That's year. That's not what I need, dude. That's not <laughs> what I need for my soul, Claudio. I just let you know. Like, I do think Carolina. I need that one. My, Carolina's going to be good next uh, year. That one's going to actually game hurt. in Carolina or the game at yeah, home? Yeah, it's going to be a I Monday think, night in Carolina. Oh I just God. mark my words oh, right now. Oh, you're saying that could be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah it's going to be a Monday night. But, yeah, it's because they're going to they're gonna hype up that mm-hmm. same old Jets theory until their faces turn green. Mm-hmm. Um. At Atlanta, I'll give you that win. At Houston, I'll give you that win. We're going to be Joe Burrow at home. Yes. Tennessee at home. That's the first one I haven't been. Okay. Confident so, so you're but hovering. Like, you're hovering there. You're hovering yeah, there. So yeah. I, 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 so I I'm trying to validate. Like, so you're, you know. you're hovering around the, 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 the 11 win area. I'm, <sighs> I want to say nine wins. Okay. But I, I'm honestly going to go 10 wins. I'm honestly going to go oh 10 and 7. And it has nothing to do with external factors. It's not like, oh, the Adam Gase not being there. It's not about, oh, there's no tape on Wilson. No, it's honestly because I think we have a good team. Yeah. I legitimately think we have an above average offensive line, above average wide receivers, above average running backs, below average tight ends. <laughs> Give me, give me and nine a, and, and above, and above, and above average D line. And I think just with those things, if we can guard, uh, if we can guard one tight end this year, just one, just one, <laughs> just the one, I think we can get the double digit wins. But if we can guard one tight end in the zone, we're going to have a losing season. But I, I want the playoffs. I think they're going to play seven playoff teams. Why can't the Jets be in the playoffs next Alex, year? Alex, I need the playoffs, Alex. Don't tell me don't tell me eight wins and give me no playoffs. When the nine. Knicks are the fourth seed. You said nine. So we are have gonna, nine, ten, and eleven wins represented on this podcast. Are we going to uh, what's, what's playoffs this year, you think? What do you wild mean? Wild card. Like, yeah, I think they'll be a wild card. I think Buffalo will be the division. That makes nine sense. Wins. That makes sense. I, 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 I'm factoring this more on the quarterback because you'd have to have seriously good quarterback play. In a LaFleur offense, do you, though? Like, look at what Shanahan did with Jimmy yes, Garoppolo. Yes. Like, I'm telling you, they, yes, they've Claudio. upgraded significantly when it comes to scheme. The most don't frustrating me, part don't, of... Don't talk to me about Kyle Shanahan without mentioning LaFleur. They grew up the same exact yeah. way. I agree. 
It's all fair. it's all co it's fair. like it's all correlated. Like uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's not a Super Bowl quarterback, but guess where he played two years ago? The <laughs> Super Bowl. If you put is the it, right people in this scheme, like not like it's the definition of a system. And like riddle, riddle me this, Batman. What if Zach Wilson's <laughs> really good? What if he's Justin Herbert? Like, what if he shows up? And if, if that's the case, yo, I will. Yeah, that's I will wins. gladly. I will gladly eat my words. I don't even know what I would do. I'll gladly eat my words and give high praises to Zach Wilson all day. It's like realistically, you're Alex is probably right. This is a nine-win team. Yeah. I'm factoring in the jump that a re, like a good quarterback and like being like obviously all we're talking all of this about. Health concerns, like it's football. Sure, if you get hurt, sure, you get hurt. Sure, sure. But like fully healthy, why can't like a few um guys exceeding expectations? Why can't that all of a sudden lead to eleven? Because we're we also factoring in a rookie quarterback. But here, we, like, what if the rookie quarterback's good? Because we don't have a kicker. Oh, jeez. That's yeah. not. No, no, no. I miss Jason Myers. I, I, Dude, I we, don't have, we, have, we don't have a kicker, man. Who the hell? You know how I was literally holding my breath last year, even though we had zero wins. I'm holding my breath at mm-hmm. <laughs> like their kicks. Like, who's gonna kick for us? Man, gonna I respect kicks? you, John. Because I kick? stopped watching the Jets so quickly until that. Oh, dude, we were, I'm, I'm sitting there watching. We tape. were watching film. Damn, oh man. wow. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I did break them down because I I had a I'm bit st- running on my my Instagram every time they lost. But at the same time, like everything I saw was like they're overmatched at every position. Every single thing the other team wants to do on offense. And defense, they're doing, you know. So to be it honest, was, it was mostly about Darnold. I think, yeah. I think, I think that's what it was. I think that's what was uh, fueling me because I was so upset. Everyone hated Darnold, and I wanted to know if it was Darnold's fault or not. And I, no one was going to tell me unless I watched a film. And well, what'd you come away with? <laughs> I mean, Alex will uh, can attest some late. Waking up to some <laughs> maybe like thirty messages at six a.m. for me, <laughs> just like watching Donald tape saying like copying so- film and notes, Apple notes. <laughs> yeah, like I just I can't believe that he he doesn't get his feet right, and mm-hmm. then and then we wonder why the ball is just hanging out in the air, and so his footwork really killed me. His decision making killed me. But what are you gonna do when you have no guards and? No receivers, and you hate your coach. That's exactly how you're gonna yep. act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, that, that's that. Said you know, there was that was said it perfectly. Conclusion. Yeah, said, said it perfectly. But give me the but playoffs, you know, guys, please, please, please. Yeah, they're the they have the longest drought now, right? I, I believe so. Because the I Browns they made do. the playoffs, the Jets now have the longest playoff drought. Why that? Yeah, damn. that's a. That's a tough uh, that like, needs to change. We just went that's like, tough. listen, this is Knicks, Jets, etc. The Knicks just. I, I really feel that, man. We are really going in that direction. It. Don't worry. Yeah. I feel it. And Joe, this is a Joe Douglas stand podcast. All right. I agree. We're all, all, right. all in the same boat here. I need you know? All right. I need the playoffs. Let's get the playoffs this season. We're getting a winning record. That's all we got from this, from all Deal. of us. We're getting Deal. a winning record. That's all now, I know. I'm as I mentioned earlier, the theme with me, the Jets are clearly going four and 13 because I predicted them to go 11 and six this year. And we will be sitting here regretting the Donald trade because Zach Wilson looks like a bug. Oh, Sorry, man. Sorry, we'll we have two first-round picks next oh, season. Oh, man. Spins <laughs> up. Oh, man. And on that note, <laughs> on that go. note. <laughs> oh, man. On that note. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another uh, Knicks and Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. But before first we let ever. out. First ever. First, first ever. <laughs> and before we let out, Claudio. Mr. Andrew Claudio, please let everyone know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew J. Claudio underscore. You can find me doing a ton of incredible work behind the scenes over at Nick's Film School, our YouTube channel, our podcast, which is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, check out John Macri's newsletter if you haven't yet. It's, for my money, my favorite thing to read, which is like, it's convenient when something you work for and with is also something you enjoy uh, intaking, you know? So, um yeah, guys, thank you for having me on. I I love talking about both of these subjects and all of the et cetera that we got into today. <laughs> and uh I really appreciate you having me. This is a blast. Yeah. Definitely. Thank you time for coming on. Time was our only on. enemy today. Yeah, what was? thank you for... Time. Time was our only enemy today. We had a good well, time. Well, if just talk to Dr. Strange. Maybe he could help <laughs> us out. Yo, I'm about Derek to... Rose, where you at? There you go. <laughs> Taj Gibson... Goggle, Goggle Gibson has something to say about that. There you go. Oh, man. 
But Andrew, it was a pleasure having you on again to talk about Knicks and Jets. We don't get to do this often. We get to talk about both teams. So it was definitely a blast. Talk about Marvel. You know, even though you had a let me talk about the Brooklyn Nets. It's all good. It's all good. He's, so He's never going to let that go, by the way. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast uh, show. And please make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to us. We are also available on all other streaming platforms, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Alexa. You know it. You can find it there. Listen to us there. We're always there. On top of that, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Nick's, comma, Jets, comma, ETC, period. No one writes out, etc. That's just wild. Don't do it. Please. That's just nonsense. Make sure to catch us later again this week where we have another guest coming on. All right. We got to keep deep this jets, jets train rolling deep on. Jets. Yeah. Deep Jets. Deep Jets. All right, everyone. Catch you later. <laughs>